who in the world would do this? Brothers and sisters, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing, doing nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory, rather humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interests, but also for those of others. Have in you the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found human in appearance, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. Have you ever wondered why, when we recite the Creed, we bow with the words, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man? Might seem more appropriate at first glance, anyway, to bow with the line, He was crucified under Pontius Pilate. These words of Paul to the Philippians can help us better understand this. Let's remind ourselves quickly of whom Paul is speaking. Elsewhere, he tells the church in Colossae, For by him, that is Jesus, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Colossians 1, verses 15 to 16 and then 19. John, in the prologue of his gospel, similarly tells us all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. John chapter 1, verse 3. All things. All things includes a universe that's 90 plus billion light years across. That's 90 billion times 5.88 trillion miles across. That's more than 522 sextillion miles across, and that's just the visible universe. Paul says invisible things were created through him and for him too. Angels, principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, anything and everything that exists was made through him and for him. Remembering the movie Aladdin, we're talking about phenomenal cosmic power here. And yet, this same one, more majestic, more powerful, and more glorious than anything we can possibly conceive, emptied himself, robed his divinity in human flesh, and became a man. 
As amazing as that alone is, he did something even more unfathomable. He, the creator, laid down his life for his creatures, a rebellious race that unknowingly had sold itself into slavery at the beginning of our history. But there's still more. He willingly laid down his life for his creation by embracing the most shameful, humiliating, and barbaric death, the cross. Crucifixion was not only a way for the Roman Empire to warn those who were entertaining seditious and traitorous ways, it was something akin to public entertainment. It was ritualized sport. Crucifixions didn't take place in enclosed compounds away from the public eye, but on busy interchanges where everyone could see it and partake in the fun. Affixed to a cross like an animal, a naked and totally exposed man was left hanging to die for all to see, jeer at, mock, and insult. And the king of the universe willingly embraced all of this for you, by name, for me, by name, to show us the Father's love, to make atonement for our rebellion and pride, and to go to war against the enemies of our race, sin, death, and Satan. Hebrews tells us, for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. What joy, you and me. I'm sorry, but I don't understand this kind of love. I've heard many parents say they would lay down their lives for their children, and I don't doubt that for a minute, but that's not what happened here. Parents and children are both creatures. God is not a creature. He is the almighty, omnipotent, all-glorious one before whom countless angels bow in adoration and worship. And yet, he did this. Some years back, we were preaching at an event, and at one of the breaks, a man came up and said, I think I understand all that you're saying. There's, there's one thing, though, I don't understand. Why? Why would God do this for me? The best answer I've ever heard to that question is this simple. Because love does things like that. God is love. Even more unfathomable, at least to me, is this. God is humble. We're so often calling attention to ourselves and our accomplishments, or at least tempted to do so if we don't in actuality. But God, the only one who truly has something to boast of, empties himself and takes the form of a slave. Perhaps that's why this passage from Philippians is often read side by side with John's description of the event in the upper room that begins his passion narrative. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a the towel that was wrapped around him. 
John chapter 13, verses 3 to 5. Let us ask the Holy Spirit this week to astound and overwhelm us like never before as we pray with this reading from Paul. And let us be oh so cognizant of what we're doing and why when we bow our heads during the creed.